0: Welcome to another episode of Triumph and Tierras. I am your hostess, Suzanne Proxa, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs who are purpose-driven and looking to make a major impact in the world. This podcast is my passion and is intended to showcase women who have overcome obstacles, to hopefully inspire and empower all of you to do the same. And now on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Triumph and Tierra's. I am Suzanne Proxa, your host, and I am here today with Melissa Ricker, who has a story that I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to, and it has to do with some identity crisis and some of the struggles that we deal with because of how we've been conditioned. And I think also the moms for sure are going to want to listen closely to this episode because I think she has a very powerful, powerful message for you. And so with that, I'm going to let Melissa introduce herself and then uh, start out by telling us her
1: story. Hello, Melissa. Melissa. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Very excited so to I, you. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, my name is Melissa Ricker, like you already said, and um, I'm an integrative wellness and life coach. And I work with um, mothers, over, mostly overwhelmed and underjoyed mothers, <laughs> who kind of have gotten lost in the chaos and stress of motherhood. And I help them kind of move to a better reality, you know, one that's kind of more filled with passion, success, and joy. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, But I kind of help them redefine themselves, rediscover their purpose and goals in life, and then work to streamline their days so that they can actually fit it all in, which is, uh, um, you know, kind of a crazy thought for most mothers, (laughs) but really flourish as both, you know, a mother and a woman. And that's kind of what my story is about. Um, so the story I wanted to, to talk about today on the podcast is kind of one of what you call like an identity crisis or um, more actually it's kind of more like identity theft. So I was I was stuck, um, for lack of a, a better word, for a long time. I mean, like probably, gosh, like two decades if I really added it all up. Um, and so that's what I want to focus on today because being stuck and kind of going down the wrong path is what eventually drove me to finding the happiness the joy and the fulfillment that i never could find before and it's it's really probably because i was so so stuck that i'm now so passionate about helping other women and other mothers get unstuck and you know find what truly lights them up inside so (laughs) um it all started you know, when I was real little, um, before I can even really remember, but I grew up um, being heavily pressured to do something with my life, like something big, Um, and I don't know what started it, but I was constantly being pushed by my parents, uh, my teachers, my classmates, I mean, just everybody in my life was pushing me, and I, you know, maybe it was when, you know, I was in first grade or something and identified as gifted and talented I don't know but it was very very early on but my entire life all I heard was was things like you're so smart Melissa you know you're you're going to be the first woman on Mars Melissa or you know I'd bring home a you know a test with or a report card that said 95 and that wasn't good enough you know it was like why didn't you make 100 you're better than that or, you know, you have to be the one in our family that's going to make it big, to make, you know, make rich. And and then I also got a lot of pressure was, you know, to do it, to prove that women can do it, you know, compete with the man. And I know, like, everyone had really good intentions. They were not trying to steer me down the wrong path. I and mean, these are people that, that loved me. Uh, but these are the messages that I got when I was growing up. And so what did I do? I mean, that, that's what I did. I busted my butt. <laughs> I was, you know, I was president of the robotics team in high school. I graduated with a 4.0. Um, I chose the the most complicating, complicated sounding major in college just to, you know, impress my parents and my teachers. And I mean, t- to be honest, this is what I did. I I went down the list of, of majors and I picked out nuclear engineering. <laughs> I had no idea what it was or what I'd do with it, <laughs> but I went on and i even got my master's degree in it so i have my master's degree in nuclear engineering (laughs) i did all of my research you know on on the nasa zero gravity aircraft i won all sorts of these awards and then i graduated and i started immediately just going for bigger things leadership opportunities you know just higher positions just more more and more i just couldn't stop and I'd set these lofty goals and I'd go after them just to like prove that I could do it. And then, you know, my family was proud of me, they bragged about me, and you know, it made me feel good. I I guess, you know, in a way, um because that's what I was trying to do was make other people proud, but I wasn't happy. I mean, oh my goodness. I was so so crazy unfulfilled. It was it was the strangest thing. I had no idea why, because I felt, I felt I should be happy. You know, I felt this like guilt because I had this great job. I was making great money, and I knew other people, you know, who were out there that just struggled to find work. They couldn't, they couldn't keep a job, and they struggled to make, you know, ends ends meet each month. I mean, some people in my family uh, just had were having a really rough time and so I just felt awful because I thought I should be happy but I was so far from being happy but I didn't know what to do right because this is all I'd ever known so I just kept working my way up um getting different promotions you know and then I I met a great guy and I married him um and then (laughs) I still wasn't happy and so I thought well you know what I'm gonna we're gonna have a a baby right because you know little cute babies I'm Sure that's going to make me happy, <laughs> but I just never got there and it was so frustrating because being happy and fulfilled was you know all I wanted it was all I wanted, and I was looking for it in all the wrong places <laughs> and then um, what ended up happening is I decided to quit my my job, which sounds insane because it was a secure position I was making you know those healthy six figures, but I just left and, and I was like, I'm gonna stay home with my baby. Um, so you can imagine kind of the reaction that people had. All these people who, who wanted me to, you know, be the first woman on Mars. <laughs> um, I can I can almost kind of still hear the sounds of their jaws, you know, like smacking the floor when I told them. But you know, I had to do something. I didn't I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to do something because oh, here I am. Now I'm in my, you know, I had turned 30, and I think I was 30 two or thirty three, um and I was unhappy and like I was like I just cannot keep going on like that. So I thought, you know what? All moms want to stay home with their babies and want to spend more time with the babies. That is gonna make me happy. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um but then guess what happened? You know I, I was I think I was even further away from happiness at this point. Um and then my guilt, because I had guilt before but now becoming once you become a mother, there's this thing they call mom guilt. <laughs> and it's no joke, and I just felt so guilty, um, and even started to get into a little bit of depression, because I loved my baby, like, more than anything, but, you know, I wasn't being fulfilled staying at home with him, you know, because I still felt like I needed more. I, I felt like something was still missing, and I needed something for myself, so after a while, kind of spiraling into into this a uh, little bit of depression, I started doing some kind of deep work on myself. And how I did that was I started blogging. It was kind of like journaling, but online. <laughs> and uh, I found myself um, using that blog as kind of a way to rediscover myself. Um, Cause it was almost like I had to get to know myself all over again. It was almost like I had didn't even know who I was even after, you know, 30 something years. Um, so I I was just writing this blog and I was just pouring my heart and soul into it. And then something happened. Like other, other mothers started following this, my blog. And I started getting these emails and these women started asking my help (laughs) for my help. And, you know, I was, uh, I was amazed. And somehow this little blog that had started as a way to kind of heal myself turned into this coaching business. And then I was getting requests to come do motivational speaking. And I started helping these other mothers go kind of on take a similar journey that I had gone on. And all of a sudden I was happy. Like I loved it. And what I realized after all of this is that for all those years, I mean, starting from the time I was very little, I was pursuing someone else's dream and it wasn't my own. You know, I felt pressure to be someone that I wasn't, I never was. And I let that pressure run my life make all my decisions, and really ultimately steal my identity because I lost who I was. I couldn't even remember anymore what, what I enjoyed what, and what made me happy. And then becoming a mother on top of that, I truly just I completely lost my, my sense of self, self-worth and self-respect. And I really thought I was just destined to never be happy, that there was no place that I could be happy. And I think that's what happens to us. You know, especially women and mothers, like society, and by society, I mean everybody like our parents, our teachers, our friends, um, even strangers we see on the street, the TV shows we watch, magazines we read. I mean, society tells us what we need to do, what we need to be, uh, what we need to think, what we should look like. You know, what happens is we end up listening and we get programmed so deeply that we don't even realize that we're not living for ourselves anymore. We're living. somebody else and we don't even know it and then we just can't figure out why we're not happy (laughs) Um, you know we don't know what it is that we we really want anymore we've kind of just lost sight of that and we go after this you know societal definition of success because that's what we know that's what we've been programmed and we just follow blindly what you know for what others tell us that we should want and for mothers it's so much worse because Society is really tough, really tough on, on mothers. I and mean, the cor- corporate world is tough on mothers. Other women and other mothers, unfortunately, are really hard on mothers. And the, the biggest part is mothers are really hard on themselves. And we get so caught up in being like the best mother that we can be because we, I mean, we love our children, um, but we get so caught up in that that we totally forget to be kind to ourselves. And we we end up letting our dreams and our ambitions and, you know, even basic self-care kind of go to the back burner. And over time we find ourselves like slowly drifting away from the things that, that used to light us up, you know, what we used to enjoy doing, our passions and, and um, our goals in life. And, you know, we get so busy as, as mothers, you know, between the diapers, um, soccer games and the PTA meetings and the homework, you know, everything that comes with it, um, not to mention the careers that we're trying to build and that we no longer know how to fit it all in. Uh, so we just kind of go into what I call survival mode, and we think that's okay because society tells us it's okay you know as long as we we do things a certain way it's it's okay, that's what we're supposed to do, but then we don't feel whole and a lot of us don't like to admit that, and it, sometimes it it can be trigger it it can you know raise a trigger in us because it's almost shameful or it seems almost shameful, like at least in society's eye, that our babies don't make us whole or make us fulfilled. And it's unfortunate because those babies are, you know, they're a huge part of of the equation, um, but we're more than, than just mothers and that's okay. We need to be more than mothers. And sometimes, you know, our purpose in life changes a little bit after becoming a mom. And sometimes we have to redefine ourselves a little bit. And that's okay, too, because it's actually what we really need to do. And just kind of, I'll talk forever if you let me, but getting back to my story, like once I realized, you know, who I really was, like both as a a mom and a woman, like it was life changing. I mean, when you live a life that you love, it's revolutionary. Like it changes everything. And I had all my life had not realized it. And you know, once I could gain that clarity and really start embracing who I was down at my core and kind of living in alignment with with that woman, like the whole world opened opened up for me. And it, it opens up for for you too, you know. Once you once you get that kind of clarity, um, and it's crazy how it happens. I mean, it was it's just crazy because that's when I became whole again. And you know, for for the, the mothers out there that are listening. I'm telling you, the best gift you can give your family is a mom who is whole. And the best thing that you can teach your children is to filter out the things in life that don't serve who they are at their core. Because society will try to pressure them just as it pressures us to fit in, you know. But we have to teach them to follow their dreams. You know, no matter what society tells us, you know, don't let the outside world define their happiness or define what success means to them and the best way we can teach those things to our children is by modeling them ourselves so by taking care of ourselves by following you know what our purpose in life and really just living in alignment with what really matters doing the things that you know really light you up because if you want your your kids to be whole and i'm sure that you know we all do um you yourself must be whole, so that sh- so that they can see what being whole looks like, and um, you know what being whole feels like, and that's how they learn. So, <laughs> sorry if I went on a little a little rant there, but um, that's what I'm really passionate about, and that's what I've had to learn through my my own journey. And I'm sure that some other women out there uh, will identify with that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean. You know, I know plenty of people who just feel like they get up, they take care of the kids, they go to bed and that's it. And you can just tell that they are, you know, they're not fulfilled and they don't think that there's anything else that they can do. And it's always exciting me to see, even if um even if I have a friend that maybe gets into like an MLM or something like that, um, that all of a sudden they start to see that light and they're like, Oh my goodness, this is a thing, like this is this is something that I can do. And so I think that your, your message is very important for other women to realize that it is absolutely normal and okay to feel that way and that there is more for you if you want it. So my question for you, though, is, you know, how does somebody know that they're on the wrong path?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question because it, it sounds like it should be obvious. I mean, it sounds like you should, you should know, but I certainly didn't. Um, and so often, you know, with the women, the women and mothers that I work with, they don't even realize that, that they're on path. All that they know is that they are unhappy or they don't, you know, something's off. They don't, um, they're not, they know that there's more out there. So obviously after telling my story, um, We can be on the wrong path for a long time, and maybe we're not aware of it, or maybe we just haven't accepted it, or uh, maybe we know it, but we don't know what to do about it. Um, So I think when we become mothers, we take on, you know, a new purpose in life to raise those little babies. Um, But we have other purposes in life too, and those are the ones that that we sometimes lose, you know, a little bit in motherhood. You know, sometimes we never found them, um, like me. Um, It took... Me becoming a mother and going through the, this journey to really find what i was what i really feel like i was put here for but yeah there are some there's a few kind of telltale signs um that might signify that you're on the wrong path you know or that you haven't found your true purpose or you're just the life that you're living now, you know isn't in alignment with that purpose so if you um let's say if, if like if you can know that all the decisions that you're making that you've made in your life um, haven't really been made by you at all there if you if you found that they're being made by someone else um, that's a big sign because so many of us women we live our entire lives kind of on default but you really can customize everything Uh, so you know for in my experience it was all this outside pressure and that pressure to be somebody to be this certain person, was started making all my decisions for me. And it started just kind of almost going on autopilot and getting out of control. And that's when I kind of realized, hey, wake up, Melissa, <laughs> something's not, not right. Here. And then another sign might be something like, if, if you're only doing what you're doing right now, because it feels safe, that's a big sign. So never let fear decide your futures because that is so easy for that to happen because it's safe, you know, it's, um, it's inside our comfort zone. So if you're never outside your comfort zone, that is a huge sign that, that you might either be on the wrong path or that you're not playing up to what you're meant to do. So playing it safe is one of the worst choices you can make in your life, it, you know, as far as getting to um, a life that makes you feel fulfilled. And then um, I would say another sign is your outlook. So when you can identify, you know, maybe something that you want to change in your life, whether it's your career, um, even you your losing weight or starting something new. If you have a, a poor outlook, if obstacles are all that you see, then you're probably doing something a little bit wrong. Because the difference between an obstacle and an opportunity is all about how you look, look at it. Right. So, so like, again, if you're, if you're making your decisions based on, you know, your parents, what your parents think or what your husband thinks or what your boss thinks, that's a big sign. Uh, You're playing it safe in your comfort zone. And if you have a poor outlook and you just don't think that you can overcome these obstacles, those are big signs that, that something needs to change. Um, You, you have to have at least like, at least one goal that lights you up inside too, um, and I'm not talking about the you know New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about goals that really matter to you and ones that get you outside of that 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 comfort zone. Um, the ones that you can kind of you can use these goals as like a filter for um, the decisions that you make. So instead of letting the outside influences make your decisions. You know, you can use these goals that you have um, to really, to change your outlook, to change what you're doing on a daily basis and to get you outside of your your comfort zone. So I would say those are a few few signs that, you know, maybe you're on the wrong path or maybe you need to do things a little bit differently um, so that you can really connect with um, the woman you were either before you became a mother or maybe just connect back with who you were meant to be. You know, that's, that's kind of what happened with me. Um, and really, the message there is, is it doesn't matter what you've done so far. Like, if you see some of these signs in your life or if something that I've said is kind of identified with you, it's the present moment is really, like, all that matters. So you still have time. There's, it's never too late to take back the steering wheel. You know, if something's not working, you can go a little bit to the left, you can go a little bit to the right, or you can take a complete U-turn, but it's, it's from this moment forward that everything changes if you want it to. Awesome.
0: So digging a little bit deeper then, what are some daily habits that women can adopt into their life in order to live, you know, a better life, both professionally and personally?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's what we do on a daily basis that, you know, makes all the difference. Like, I mean, you can't expect to show up to the gym one time and lose 30 pounds. Right. So it's, it's the same in all aspects of, <laughs> I know I wish, right. Uh, but it's what we do on a daily basis that, that really starts to add up. Um, and, those are the things that, that will allow you to start kind of stepping into the version of yourself, happy and fulfilled. And they're small things um, and they add up very quickly. So a lot of women don't um, ever take steps forward because they think it has to be this huge leap and it doesn't, it can be, it can start out so small. So a couple of the, the daily rituals that um, made a complete, I guess, 180 degree difference in my own life is to create a weekly and daily schedule um, that includes two things. One is some alone time and the other is time to work goal. So you can't just, um, you know, talk about it or think about it. You have to actually get it in your calendar and commit to it the same way you commit to, you know, an important meeting with your with your boss or with a client or a doctor's appointment, you know, cause you wouldn't skip those. Right. Um, unless it was like an extreme emergency. So that's the same kind of commitment that you have to have to, to yourself. And yes, um, sometimes, especially, you know, as mothers, that might mean waking up before the kids, um, waking up an, you know, an hour early or, you know, even taking turns with your, your husband to have, so you can have some dedicated time, but, it's critical that you have that. So you have to schedule it into your days and then let everything else kind of fill the gaps around it. Uh, So that's one, that's probably the most powerful one um, that I can give to you. But there's a couple more that I think um, are really helpful. So if you don't have a vision board, I think that is something that every woman should have. So make a vision board, just give it a try. Even if, you know, you think that um, that's kind of woo woo and it, you know, it's not going to work or anything, but create one, just give it a try and then make it a habit to look at that vision board every single day, like maybe several times a day, like have it until those, those words and those pictures are so ingrained in your, in your mind that they help keep, you know, all that outside influences, you know, at bay in your life. So let your vision and your goals be that filter for what you allow to influence you. And then really think back. So, so many of us, we don't have healthy boundaries. And that's why as mothers, especially, we end up getting taken advantage of. Uh, We end up living other people's lives. We end up putting everything for, you know, our, our families, our, our bosses, our careers, you know, we don't take time for ourselves. So, Think back to a time when you really did feel whole and happy. Think about like what you were doing, you know, what things you know did you enjoy at that time, and then try to incorporate some of that back into your life, whether that's a you know a hobby, you know some personal development, um, a career that you enjoyed that you left. Um, you know start small, but you need to commit to it. You have to absolutely commit to to putting these things into your life and into your schedule. And then uh, one kind of cool thing that I like to do with my, with my clients is to come up with a word, a word that kind of describes how you want to feel. And it can be something like empowered or happy or joyful or balanced. Um, mine that I have right now, I change it every quarter. Mine this quarter, the word is intentional. So it's whatever word really speaks to you. And once you have your word, try to think of boundaries you can put in place in your life to that word and then you revisit it often so that you never forget so you know if you picked let's say um balanced if you're struggling to to balance you know your job with your your being a mother so what kind of boundaries could you put in place to protect that word so maybe it's you you shut down your computer at five o'clock And you don't get back on it. You don't open up your emails, you know, at night. So maybe that's kind of a boundary that you could put in place. But whatever it is, you have to protect it. And how we protect it is by using boundaries. So find what, you know, what works for you. You can tweak it, adjust it. You know, the key is to never settle for something that you're not absolutely in love with.
0: Awesome tip. So, Melissa, there are, I'm sure, people listening who want to know how they can get in touch with you, and are you, would you be willing to share
1: maybe some ways they can hang out with you online? Yes, I mean, I'd absolutely love, if this message, like, touched you or inspired you in some kind of way, I'd love to connect with you, Um, and I actually have a free gift that kind of goes right along with what I've been talking about so it's a guide that really walks you through how to to identify your top priorities and goals I mean I'm I'm talking the ones that are yours not society's Uh (laughs) and then incorporate those things um, the things that are most important how to get those into your daily routine and it's incredibly simple um, because we definitely don't need any more complication in our lives but it's everything you need to get started you know, identifying who you really are, uh, what you really want, and then creating your path to get it. So it's all, everything you need to get started is right there. And it's called the rule of three and you can find it um, and download it. Uh, I have several uh, free resources that you can find, but that's one of them that I really like um, to give my clients to start out with. If you go to www.engineeredmotherhood.com slash free, Uh, hyphen resources or you can just go to to my homepage www.engineeredmotherhood.com and there's a link in the upper right corner that says um, free resources so you can go and grab that um, and really spend some time with it Um, like I said it's very simple but it it can really be life-changing and then of course you could always email me uh, melissa at engineeredmotherhood.com or follow me on social media I'm on Facebook I I have a Facebook group um in Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I'm out there. So engineered motherhood is how you can find me. And if you have any trouble with that, just feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you, Melissa, for sharing your story today. And I am sure that I have plenty of listeners who can absolutely relate and hopefully will walk away with some great tips to help get them back on the right path so again thank you so much for being on
1: thank you thank you so much for having me
0: and to the audience of course as always I adore you guys I cannot wait to see you online and in the next episode and I will talk to you all soon Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found some inspiration from today's episode. If you would like to find me and check me out, you can head over to SuzanneProxa.com or if you are a female entrepreneur who is purpose-driven, head over to my Facebook group at Fempreneurs.biz. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you